بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا ثم بعد brothers and sisters I want to talk a little bit more about something we mentioned yesterday which was the example that we set for our children and this is not only children it's the example we set for everybody whoever is around us and as I said yesterday, children, and again, it's not only children, it's everybody, people listen with their eyes. They do not listen with their ears. They listen with their eyes. They do not care what you say until they see what you do. Right? If you tell people to come and <clears throat> if you tell and you give a bayan about the fadail of salah by jama'ah in the masjid, what is the first thing that people are going to look for when they come to the masjid? You. you. Right? They will look for you. And if they don't find you there, then your word has no value or meaning. Because if I am giving a talk or you are giving a talk about the fadail of prayer by jama'ah, then what is the expectation and logical expectation and reasonable expectation of people. If I am promoting something, if I am promoting, for example, if I am saying cigarette smoking is bad for you, then I am saying cigarette smoking is bad for you. <laughs> cigarette smoking is bad for you. <laughs> Does it have any value? Even though what I am saying is true, people will say, what is this? You are saying cigarette smoking is bad for you, you are smoking a cigarette. Right? So even though what you are saying is true, but the, the thing has no value. The same thing applies as far as our children are concerned. Tell me, have you ever seen or do you think it exists? Some father or mother who tells the child, you know, you must learn to tell lies. Omar, I'm talking to you. You must learn to tell lies. Right? Smart lies, nobody can catch. Do you think your dad's going to say this to you? Do you think any father tells that to their children? How come people lie? Because they don't listen to you. They look at you. What do they see? In the olden days, we used to give this example. Today, that example is probably everybody's got a cell phone. But in the days when we had the landlines, right? So the example I give is phone rings. So the father is telling his child, you should not tell, never tell a lie. Rasulullah never told a lie. George Washington never told a lie. And <laughs> what not, right? All this. Then the phone rings. So the child goes, picks up the phone. And the father realizes that this, the person on the other side is someone he doesn't want to talk to. So the child looks at the father. The father says, hey, I'm not here. Huh? He's, he's signaling. I'm not here. I'm not here. Right? So the kid says what? He says, daddy is saying he's not here. <laughs> huh? So what is the child learning now? He's learning that it is okay to lie in certain situations. So when, when daddy told me never tell a lie, no, 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 daddy didn't mean that. Daddy meant, you know, in some places it's okay. Another example I'll give you, which happens all the time. Your child is supposed to go to school, right? Now, that day the child doesn't wake up, he gives you a hard time in the morning, you can't take him to school. So what do you do next day? You call up your friend, Dr. So-and-so, please give him a you know, piece of paper to say that he was sick yesterday. 
So you give it to the child. You go tomorrow to the class and the teacher says, how come you didn't come yesterday? Give him this paper. The doctor's certificate to say you were sick. The child knows it is a lie. Child was not sick. He knows he was not sick. And the child knows that you went and lied to the doctor and got him a lie certificate to give it to the teacher. What is he learning? We tell the children, number one important thing in life is deen. There is no one more important than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you think there is any Muslim parent, practicing Muslim parent who says, you know, Allah is important, that's true, but Allah is not as important as your soccer game. Allah is not so important as, uh, you know, your, your, maybe even your school, class, right? Allah is important. I mean, I'm not saying Allah is not important, but not so important. It's important to some extent, but not so important. Do you think there's any Muslim parent who says this? But, child is playing a soccer game, football game. You, you name the game. I don't care what game it is, right? Something. He's playing. He's on the school team, blah, blah, whatnot, whatnot. Now, Salatul Asr time, thanks to our biggest scam in the world, daylight saving time. Now, Salatul Asr time comes at 2.30. Maghrib comes at 4 o'clock, 4, 4, 4.30. 4.30, he is playing in on the field in the middle of the game. This kid is there. He's playing in basketball or whatever it is playing. He's, he's a member of the school team and whatnot. He, if he wants to take time off to pray the Salah, maybe they will not give him time off. Maybe the, maybe he'll have a problem. You don't know this. You never tried, but you you assume all this, right? <clears throat> so what do you do? You tell the child is okay. Pray khala. Pray khala. Find me one fatwa. I don't care which alim you find it from. Find me one fatwa which says that it is okay to deliberately make a salah for salah khada because you are playing a game. Find me the one fatwa. So you are the, you are the old mufti and you are giving this up. And at the same time you are saying to the child, Allah, Allah is number one. Allah is the most important. What is the child learning? He said, no, 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 hold on a second. Allah is not so important. Allah is important when it is convenient for me. Then Allah is important. When I have nothing else to do, when I am free, blah, blah, what not, what not. But if there is anything else that I have to do, I want to do, then Allah becomes number two, number three, number ten, whatever. Yeah. How many of you? How many of you have heard this statement? You know, as long as they are happy, it's okay. Have you heard this? Huh? As long as they are happy, it's okay. You heard it or not? Ah, exactly. What do they mean by it? Because. People, for example, a drug addict is very happy when he is completely maxing out. No. Why is he doing it? He's not doing it to get pain. He's doing it because he's happy. An alcoholic is very happy when he's drunk. His, his, his body is here, his mind is somewhere else. So is it okay? He's happy. But this is what we are. This is the, the culture we are creating. As long as he's happy. No. What is Islam says? Islam says as long as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy, it's okay. Not you. We are what? We are Ibadullah or Ibadul Nafs. That is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Araita manitakada ilahahu hawa. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Furqan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, have you not seen those, Ya Rasulullah, have you not seen those people who have taken their nafs for their ilah? They are worshipping their nafs. What is the meaning of worshipping their nafs? Is the, bottle, is the guy putting a bottle of Shiva's regal and making sajda? No. It means that any time when the hukam of Allah is there and his own nafs desire is there, the desire of his nafs takes precedence over the hukam of Allah. This is the meaning of worship of nafs. And then what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? What should be done to them? Afa'anta takunu alayhi wakila. Allah said, and so, are you going to intercede for these people? What does it mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Nabi sallallahu do not even intercede for them. They are in the fire and let them go to the fire. Don't, don't, don't come in between this. Don't ask me to forgive them. Hey? Seriously, we have to ask ourselves. And the reason I'm saying, you know why? This guy here, this Omar, he's not one kid. It's two generations. Whatever he takes away from here, he is going to pass on to his children. So we, the so-called elders, have to be extremely careful what we are giving him. Because if you are not careful, and believe me, this will come back. If he gets something good from me, inshallah, he will make dua for me when I am dead. And he will tell his children about me and they will make dua for me. And this will be sadaqah jariya for me. And if I give him something which is false and he goes astray, then he is going to teach that to his children and they go astray and may Allah protect me from myself. All of that will come to him, my khubar. We cannot get away. Because, believe me, my, my brothers says, we cannot get away from this thing. This is our responsibility. Why do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Jannah is beneath the feet of the mother. The father is the middle door of Jannah. What, what, what? For biology? Biology is the same for the cow and the buffalo. What is, it, what is the big difference? You are a mammal, the cow is a mammal. It's not for the biology. It is for the tarbi of the children. This is the responsibility which has been given to the parents. What are they taking away from you? As the father, as the mother, what are you giving to them? So please, very, very careful. Make Allah number one in your life because that's the only thing which will count. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you and help me and enable us to do that which is pleasing to Him and to raise children which will be inshallah quratul ayn for all of us inshallah. And, 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 and people that we can be proud of and people who will be sadaqa jariya for us, inshallah.